podcast number two. Number two. I'm Courtney Wise. I'm Shane Blankenship. Hey, I'm so glad that we're here today. I loved what you were talking about on Sunday, and Shane said something that I feel like will resonate with everybody, basically that feelings lie. Feelings, yeah, feelings are can certainly lie to you. <laughs> but but here's the thing, is that uh, feelings have a physical like manifestation inside your body, and so I think when you're feeling those feelings, it's very hard to do something about it. Like you might want to react in anger or you might even want to cry, you know, when, when you're feeling sad. So let's just talk about anger for a second because we all get angry. Okay. Shane, what are we going to do? My arms are sweating. You know, I'm, I might be literally seeing red. You know, people say that, like I was so mad. I was seeing red. I, I reacted out of anger. What are we supposed to do? Sure. So, okay. So I think when it comes to, to being angry, it's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing either. So I don't think that, you know, you know, anger always has a negative um, connotation to it, for sure. And and I'd say probably most of the time it, it probably is. Um, but there are also, I mean, there is a good anger. There is, there are, there are certain really? things I think that we could be angry about. Yeah, like. Sticking up for somebody. That made me so angry that I was taking somebody's side. Yeah, absolutely. Or being angry at, uh, at evil. Or being angry at, you know, just. Man, what a, there was a story on, um, I'm pretty confident it's on the BBC because that's what I usually watch on uh, in the morning and try to get my news from. So it kind of gets like a, this world overview. But last week they were talking about a 12-year-old girl who had died in Egypt um, because they were doing um, genital mutilation. Like I know, I saw it. So, um, and, you know, it's illegal in Egypt, but they don't, they apparently, they don't really enforce the laws there um, because, um there's a faith background um, where Muslims believe that that emotion or that feeling, that sexual desire um, has to be, you know, put away or has to be. Yeah. And they, they feel like they can stifle it by performing female circumcision, which is, you know, a, a form of mutilation, mutilation. To, their, to their bodies. Um, and so many people have died from that. So they've actually worked to, to make laws to make it illegal. Um, but of course, there are doctors who still do it. And so this 12 year old girl dies. And I feel like in that moment, yeah, it's okay to be angry about that. Sure. It's a, you know, but when someone says something and we don't like what was said or someone does something and we don't like because we got our feelings hurt mm-hmm. and yeah. then we become um, angry. Well, now we're getting to a whole different territory, you know, and um, I don't think sometimes what happens as a result of that kind of anger ends up being an issue or a problem or we'll say something, do something that we end up regretting later. So I think one of the best things that we could probably do in those moments is just kind of step back. Um, if if we can have the transparency with ourselves enough to realize that, hey, I'm getting angry right now. Yes, being just aware. And if it might be a physical symptom. And I think sometimes you're like, well, no, no, no. I mean, I, I reacted that way because I was angry and I was really mad. Well, I think if you step back and just put some space between you and the situation, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you can kind of take a breath and be like, okay. Right. But I think we should talk about communication styles. If, if we're going to go from feelings <laughs> sure. and just kind of um, sift it out, you know, it, it, we're, we're trying to be peaceful people. We try to act like Jesus. You know, what would Jesus do if he were angry or dealing with an angry friend? Mm-hmm. Talk it out, maybe? Sure. Well, definitely. I mean, definitely talk it out. I think there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I think it's interesting when you look at Jesus and the moments that he does get angry. The, the places where Jesus gets angry in the scripture is always with religious people. 
Like that's the the people that he gets angry with are the Pharisees. Um, the people that he lashes out against are Pharisees, and then and then arguably when he goes to the temple and he's over overthrowing the tables of the money changers, um, then, then there's obviously a display of, oh, yeah, of he anger there. Okay. That's right. So so you see that okay. with Jesus. Um, so I think the question is then, okay, well, why? Like, what was causing that? What was the issue? And those people are trying to keep those who are far from God from getting close to God every single time. You know, um, when he gets, when he gets upset with the Pharisees, it is always in the direction of, man, they are keeping people away from Jesus. Okay. They are keeping, when he rebukes his disciples. So I guess there's even, now that I'm thinking through it, there's even that aspect to it. When he rebukes them, there are moments where he rebukes them because they were keeping people from getting to him. And it's like, no, yeah. let them get to me or let the children come mm-hmm. to me. Don't rebuke those children. So Jesus gets angry about that and addresses it. Um, but when it comes to stuff that Jesus doesn't get upset over, um, that maybe we would get upset over, like that, that sometimes I think is like maybe our personal preference or, yeah. you know, just we had, we had this thing in, in our head of the way something was going to go and then it didn't go that way. Expectation. And the expectation fell and then we responded with anger or we responded with just shutting down or fear, or, you know, however we responded with. Um, and I think that's in those moments where you can step back mm-hmm. and that you, we can look at it and be transparent enough with ourselves to go, okay, this is bothering me. There's a reason it's bothering me. Before I say something I'm going to regret, before I do something that I'm going to wish I didn't do, step back for a minute yeah. and breathe. Well, and I think your military experience, you can probably tell us a lot about some hotheads in the military, <laughs> sure. right? And I don't, I don't mean to be pinpointing a population, but what mm-hmm. I am saying is that I think that you've probably had some interpersonal relationships with people where you've had to mentor them and talk with them. And I think um, one of the things that I at least try to tell myself in some podcasts that I listen to is like to separate yourself from a reaction and a response and always give mm-hmm. a response instead of just being like, okay, well, I'm mad. And, and well, Shane, we're just not going to be friends anymore and blah, blah, blah. And very human thing to do. Yeah. And we've all done it. But do you have anything maybe like military-wise that you've had to deal with and and you had to react or you had to respond? Well, honestly, I say most of the, the military stuff um, is with like family stuff within 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 military, like, um, you know, soldiers and their spouses. Um, yeah. And... You know, because and this isn't an excuse what I'm about to say, so I'm not trying to make an excuse for a soldier or 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 their behavior or anything like that. But sometimes they will bring whatever whatever they have been dealing with, or, yeah, yeah, and bring that home. Um, and then something develops out of nothing. You know, the trash wasn't taken mm-hmm. out, or you know, um, the soldier maybe maybe had. And I'm just totally making this up, but there was this there was this expectation that dinner would be done when they came in. Um, again, just totally made up, but it wasn't. And all of a sudden, like it blows up into this fight that it's like, are we really fighting about yes. food? But we are, cause it was really about more than that anyways. And they brought that in there. And so unfortunately, a lot of the counseling, a lot of the, 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 you know, talking with, with families and working through those kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, they did blow up. Um, and it, it usually boils down to expectations, you know, and they had these unrealistic expectations. Or these ex- expectations that weren't communicated in the first place. That's what I was going to say. Yes. Exactly. And um, the other person didn't know, and you just believed that this was going to happen, and then it didn't happen, and and people always respond out of that. Yeah. You know, if they don't have the clarity. Well, two things that have really helped me um, as far as communication and like communicating my expectations, if there are expectations, is if I'm talking to someone, I tell myself, 
uh, or I tell the person like, Hey Shane, the story that I'm telling myself in my <laughs> mind is that you don't really want to do this podcast with me yeah. or, you know, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. whatever it yeah. is. And then you're like, no, 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 that, that is not what I meant. And then we're like, Oh, okay, well let's just talk it out. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is for me to repeat back what you've said so that I'm understanding it because you might be saying it in a way that, I mean, you know, you just have different, different perspectives and you're not listening maybe, you know, in the yeah. way that you need to be. And so those are the two things that I mean, even in my marriage that I have to concentrate on. I'm like, Kyle, did you really mean it when you said blah, blah, blah? And mm-hmm. he's like, I never said that. I'm like, Oh, that's what I heard. And then we can move on, you know? Well, that's great. And that's, that's, that is great. Um, that's a great practice to, to do. And I know we're not always perfect at that. But it's typical. Yeah. I was, I was actually talking to, to someone last night about that very thing when it comes to, um, just as far as the marriage goes. And it wasn't an anger thing, but, um, just, uh, you know, listening to what the other person said. Cause I even, t- I did their, their premarital counseling. I said, and, you know, if you think back to your premarital counseling, one of the things that, that I, that I do in that, in that counseling session or in one of the sessions is I make them come up with five things that they love about, you know, the other person, five things that, you know, they wouldn't change if, you know, ever. Um, and then I usually make them come up with five things that bother them oh. or they don't like. Or, you know, they hate, you know, I know it's a strong word, but like you come up with, give me, give me five negative things that you don't like that you would change that frustrates you about the person, five things that you love about the person. And then we talk about those. But after they get done saying what they don't like or saying what they love, always have the other person say, now, what did you, what did they say? Yeah. What did they, what did you hear? Because it makes them communicate one Mm -hmm. and two, it gives you insight to what they actually heard. Because sometimes what we hear, like you said, is not what is being said. It's just how we took it. Well, and I think it also gives the other person a chance to rephrase something if they need to. You know, they're mm-hmm. not just kind of like spouting off at the mouth. And it takes a lot of self-control to have that type of conversation with people. So I think that your idea of stepping back first, take a breath, and then be like, did I hear you right when you said, you know, blah, blah, blah. And and, and I think, like I said, you're trying to control your emotions here mm-hmm. and try to get to the root of the problem, which brings me to this book. Um, I'm a big reader like yep. yourself. And this book is called um, Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. You know, she's so great. She's mm-hmm. written so many books. But I'm just going to read this really fast. It might be helpful for you. Um, I have it highlighted and earmarked. So I've read this book a couple times. She says, our thoughts become our words. Therefore, it is vitally important that we choose life generating thoughts. So like not just to constantly assume that your partner, your friend, your work person is out to get you, but to choose like, you know, they probably didn't mean to do that, but I'm just going to ask, you know, and then she goes on to say, when the battle seems endless and you think you'll never make it, remember that you're reprogramming a very carnal, fleshy, worldly mind Mm. to think like God's. And Mm. she says here, it's, it's not impossible, but it is difficult. And I'm like, that it, that's it. It's we, you know, he didn't make us to think like him, That's right. you know, and so it's it's kind of a sanctification process in its own, is it not? For sure. And that's how God transforms us. And we forget that, uh, you know, tra- it's so hard. transformation is the renewing of our mind. Um, and there's, there's so much. And, and I told you before we started shooting this that I haven't read the book, but um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that it speaks to some great things because that's that that really is speaking at the heart of God's work in us for renewal. Um, for restoration. Mm-hmm. He changes the way we think. He restores the way we think. He restores the brokenness of our mind. The more time that we are with God and spending that time with him, um, you know, I've, I've been an advocate now for um, 
really since around Christmas time to spend, you know, start your day with God, spend some time with God every, every morning, um, spend time in his word, spend time in prayer, but give him the first fruit of your day, the first moments of your days. Um, there's a transformation that happens in our thinking through that, that I don't even, we, we can't even explain. I don't get, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know how it works. I, I don't know that I guess the psychology of it, but something happens as we spend time with that and God changes the way we think, which changes the way we react, mm-hmm. respond, how we treat people, like all of that. God uses that later, but I think we would be foolish to believe that the transformation is just automatic. Well, and that just because you have like one good week that your next week is going to be, and I think that's it. It's like, it's not like a linear, sometimes you're up and sometimes you're down. And two, just because we're talking about it doesn't mean that we don't struggle with it. I mean, I, listen, I have all these books. I have every single book about battling your thoughts, battling your emotions, trying to control yourself. But I mean, if my husband were sitting here, he'd be laughing. He'd be like, really, really? (laughs) But because it's difficult, it's a difficult thing. And it's a transformation for me, at least it's a verb. Like it's an active thing. It's not transformed. It's transforming. Am I correct? Absolutely. It's transforming. And it's something that is, you're exactly right. It is active and it's ongoing and God's constantly doing that. Um, and then even while we, well, you just spoke to it. So even when God is changing the way we think about something, uh, changing our mind, which is transforming how we live our life, how we see things, all that, we still have those moments where yeah. where we fall, where we fail, where we get overwhelmed, mm-hmm. where we forget. Um, like, you know, we, we have those moments, I feel like, all the time. And we're dealing with our feelings again. We're dealing with our emotions. And again, I mean, to come back to that, it, you know, God gave us our emotions. They're there for a reason. They're indicators. not, they're, they're indicators. They ought to be driving us towards something, but not driving our decisions, not driving our life. And so, I, you know, the very simple example is that, that feeling of hunger. God gives us the desire of hunger, the feeling of hunger to drive us to food. Mm-hmm. You know, it keeps us going back or that, that feeling of thirst to drive us to water so that we'll drink. Um, so they're there, you know, we've got legitimate emotions and legitimate feelings. Um, but he means for them to be fulfilled in a legitimate way. Well, and too, I think that it brings us closer to God when we say, okay, God, I really messed up. I totally, you know, accused my husband of not taking out the trash because he didn't want to, or, you know, <laughs> right. whatever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. And then bringing that to him and, and asking for him to work in me, for instance, if I'm upset about the trash, you know, yeah. um, you know, work with me and, and, and he's going to give me another, another opportunity <laughs> the very next day. Right? right. But I think you, you have to bring it to them. Like when you see that you have been short with the person that you love or, or whatever mm-hmm. it is that we're talking about, you have to bring that to God yes. so that he can help you work on it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that just comes with awareness. And it's hard. It's hard to be like, yeah, it was me. I messed up, God. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another interesting point. Um, we don't have to go down this road, but I just was thinking, because, I mean, if we're all honest, we all love us some self. Uh, well, yeah. You know? So um, we're, we're pretty selfish. Maybe that's a culture thing. Maybe it's just a human thing. I don't know. But it's a little bit amazing at how much we love ourselves, but how much we don't know ourselves. You know, yeah. like we love us himself and we, you know, we'll be, you know, moved by our passions or our desires or our feelings or whatever. And yet 
so many of us just don't really know ourselves. We can't be that open. Like the awareness that you're talking about, the transparency is so hard for many people because you don't want to spend the time on that. And you're truly, I mean, me too, you know, <laughs> but I think that when you have somebody in your life like Hannah yeah. or my husband, Kyle, or a best friend or yep. whatever, for them to be like, I see this in you. But I mean, that's a difficult position for them to be in. I mean, just the other day, Kyle told me something that I was doing and I was I'm doing like I just I couldn't believe it, you know, and so I think praying for the awareness, you know, praying that, you know, whatever it is needs to come out. But I mean, it's also difficult to digest what it is. And I think constantly being in the word and being around people like Shane um, is is helpful. So maybe you have some tips that you can you can, um, you know, comment on the Instagram page or our Facebook page. I mean, we would love to hear that. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Have a great day. All right, see you.